happy Monday. Hey, hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going very well. I'm Good. super excited. We're one week into our goals for 2024. I know. And uh, it went by fast. I can't believe we're already, like, we're in it now. Yeah. Like that. We are officially in 2024 and we're a week in. You guys are all probably, like, still super excited and feeling motivated about your goals. Hopefully. Hopefully the... <laughs> It hasn't worn off yet, you know, the fresh start effect. Yeah. We just went through your best driver live last week. We're going to be sharing some of our goals towards the end of the episode today um, that we crafted for ourselves. And we're going to need y'all to keep us accountable to those and obviously each other. Yeah, Marissa needs a lot of help. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I do. Everybody yeah, does. I do. Everybody I do too. Does. I do too. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just excited. I can't believe that we're a weekend. Yeah, it's amazing. Today, we're going to be sharing our best tips on how to use your full focus planner to maximize your goal achievement. So this is all about uh, using your planner. If you're not a full focus planner user yet, um, hopefully this will encourage you to get one. But um, pretty much all of the tips that we're going to share, a lot of them will be applicable, even if you don't have our planner. Um, So we're excited to talk about it today. Let's jump in. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Marissa, here with Ken. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey. Well, we are going to be talking about our full focus planner today um, and sharing our best tips. And we are officially in goals achievement season. We are not in this setting. You know, most of us uh, likely already have our goals for the year. And so now it's about how can we maximize our planners so that we can actually achieve these things. Yeah. So Ken, do you want to kick us off with our first tip? Yes. The first tip is that whenever you create goals, you want to, and we talk about this a lot. It was like, what's your why? Mm. What's your motivator? And if you've, if you have this, right, I would say on the first page of your full focus planner, uh, you just write your mission statement and your core values. Like, Ooh. who are you? Like, what makes you who you are and what makes you tick. Like this is a driving for force, your purpose in life. Wow. That's good. Uh, and if for some of you who haven't, you're like, that's awesome. I've never actually done that before in my life. This is a really huge encouragement for you to do this. Figure out what your true why is. Your yeah. Like where do you, why. where do you even start with mission or values? Uh, well, we actually have a, product coming out in March called Life Focus. You, it's on pre-sale right now that you could go get. But ultimately, the biggest thing is you want to know uh, who are you? Like, what's your identity? Like, ultimately, when you make decisions, what's driving you? And right. we'll talk about this a little bit more in, in uh, a future episode, right? But then ideally, like, what are your giftings? What are your skill sets? What are you that you're like, I'm uniquely designed to bring to this uh, world for a greater purpose yeah. or a greater impact to society? What I love to always emphasize is it's not about you and it's not about what you want. It's about how you can help others. Right. It's about ultimately the impact. The impact. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I put I want to put that in the first page is because you want to make that visible every single day to see it and be like, this is who I am. 
This is what I'm trying to accomplish. And this is why I created these goals that I have. This is my true why behind everything. And again, if you have that already, great. Write that down on the first page. If you don't, like take some time and do that, right? Carve some time out in in your life. And if not, uh, get our product. Yes. And I will say with Life Focus, this is um, honestly the wasn't planning to do like a plug here, but this truly is one of our products that I, I think I've outside of when we release a planner, I think this is the product I'm most excited about. It is a complete game changer. And what I love is if you're anything like me, first of all, I never had a legit written out like mission statement or values. And I had kind of thought through values that felt a little easier, but like mission statement, I didn't even know where to start. I frankly didn't even know I needed one until <laughs> I you know went through this process. But what I loved was that um, our life focus kit helps you do this. Um, it's almost like a like Mad Lib, like plug and play. And so we have these card decks that help you figure this out so you don't have to start from scratch. And if you want to know more, just go to fullfocusstore.com. You can see it there. Uh, and it is such an amazing product. I cannot wait until this is out in March. We're going to we're gonna be talking a lot more about life planning and part of this is values and mission, but just a little preview. It's coming and it's going to be amazing. So yes, go get that. Sweet. That's, okay, so that's my first tip though. Love I love, I want to make it visible for you to be able to see who you are and why you're called to be here on this earth. That's good. And if you review that every day, it should inform all your other goals. Yeah, I love that. Well, my first tip is actually to rip out the first two pages. <laughs> <laughs> so I would encourage you, if you are writing your mission and values, do that kind of on the end sheets. Um, and instead of the first page, we had a certified pro on the show uh, several months back who shared this. I think it was J- uh, Jake Brown who gave us this tip. And I think it's so brilliant, which is to take out the first two pages, the one where you have like where you write your name, name and contact yep. info. And then there's another one um, table of contents. that is table of contents. And if you, first of all, if you're brand new to the planner, like leave that stuff in, if you need to know where things are or need the QR code to access our tutorial videos and all that kind of great stuff. But if you've already, you know, if you're a seasoned planner user, you know, you know where things are in it and that kind of thing, go ahead and rip those two pages out so that when you open your planner, the first page that you see is your annual goal. So you're immediately hit with those and keeping them top of mind. We've talked about this so many times on this podcast, but keeping your goals visible is key to actually achieving them. And we have this baked right into the planner. Um, it's awesome because you can flip straight back to the first page at that point And it's right there. If you have a loose leaf planner, you don't have to rip them out. You can just simply move those pages to the back or to another part of the planner. Um, but go ahead and have your annual goals. The first thing you see. Yeah. And I think you, you hit it when you said, make it visible. You know, when I'm talking about mission statement, core values, annual yeah. goals, like the more you could look at that every single day, the more you're going to win because you're like, this is why I'm alive, right? Like all those things that we, when we talk about your annual goals and your mission statement, core values, these are the things that you're like, yes, this is me. Like, this is what I want. And sometimes you could just forget that when we go through, we have a long day or it could be a hard day or you're just like, it's just so busy. You were at work, then you had to feed the family and then you went to bed and you're like, what's going on? This is like a reset every single morning to see this. Yes, absolutely. It recalibrates. Can, can I can I just say so this originally I heard this from Jake Brown, who is a certified pro on focus on this, but also when we say take the two pages out, which I do, I think it's a great tip. Don't be like me. 
Don't just go in there. I when I was on, I was recording the interview with Jake Brown. I was in there, and he's like, "Just rip those pages out." And I had my planner on my desk, and I went sha, and I ripped them out. But I was a little too aggressive, and I didn't think through it. And if you rip out, if you rip them out all the way to like the end of the paper, it like kind of messes with your cover. So perhaps be a bit more careful. And so you're uh, saying use scissors and like use scissors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Good tip. Good tip. <laughs> uh, that's a pro pro tip right there. It's like, uh. I love it. All right, Ken, what is our next tip? Yeah. The next tip to achieve your goals is, uh, take a sticky note. And I actually heard this again from another certified pro mm. is that you take your sticky note and you write your weekly big three on it. And every single day that you're doing your daily big three, you have that sticky note and you put it on that page. Oh, that sticky note. So then you can see your weekly big three and your daily big three on the same page versus having to flip back and forth. Oh, that is so smart. I know. I was like, <gasps> we were on a phone call with the other day with uh, certified pros and we just started brainstorming ideas. And when she, her name was Carrie, she brought it up. I'm like, oh my gosh. Everybody that is was like, so smart. why well, not? I think that this, I'll kind of piggyback on this one a little bit. Yep. And I think um, I want to encourage all of you to have your big three be like tie those back to your goals. Yeah. I think it's really easy, especially as we get further into the year, your weekly big three will end up becoming just what is urgent, like what you have to get done that week. And it's really easy at that point to let your goals like slip off your radar. And the more that you can tie your weekly big three back to your goals, or at least a couple of them, or at least one back to your goals, it's going to help you continually make progress on those goals. So make sure that you're, um, you know, continually tying your weekly big three back to your goals and then keeping them visible. Like that is, I'm totally going to start doing that. Yeah. That's so smart. When she said that to us, literally, I mean, these are certified pros. They've, they've been experts at this thing for years, yeah. you know, and we're all like, duh. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> there was another one who had like a, a bookmark that had the weekly big threes. One other idea that we did was uh, we talked about like, if you had like a small whiteboard or something on your desk where you could have you almost your weekly pre- preview. Yeah. So you could see your, your rejuvenation, you know, top three of your rejuvenation for that week and then your weekly big threes. So every single day when you get to your desk, you just see them. Yeah, it's so smart. Uh, So there's just different ways. Ultimately, make it visible. Yeah. And that's the key of these last several points. Make it as visible as possible. Totally. So that you could execute on it. I love that. So good. Well, my next tip is about habit stacking for your rituals. So this is to me kind of a little hack that I try to do, especially if I'm trying to install a new habit, which I know a lot of us are doing at the beginning of the year. We've got um, maybe a goal that we want to start journaling or we want to something about health and you know we're trying to get supplements in or something. I don't know, something like that, that um, often can like slip off the radar again, like a few days in, a few weeks in, it's like you start off strong and then it just kind of wanes. The more that you can have it stack where you take an existing installed habit and then add something on top of it uh, at the same time or around the same time, you're going to be so much more successful installing that new habit when it's attached to something. And you can do this with your rituals. So I do this like in my morning ritual. One of the things that I um, have really this last quarter tried to install is a supplement routine. And I have several supplements that I take every morning and they weren't 
shocker, visible. And so I wasn't doing them and I would have to get them out of the cabinet and then get, you know, however many out of each bottle. And it was a whole kind of cumbersome thing. Well, now I have them right next to my coffee maker. I put them in little bowls. So they're, I just grab them and put them into a different bowl. And then I'm taking them while I'm making my coffee. And that has been such a simple, simple hack, but has made a massive difference. I'm on like I don't know, 60 something day streak right now of not missing. And I That's swear awesome. it is because I put them visible and I attached it to another habit, which is drinking coffee. I love it. So use your rituals to your advantage and whatever habits you've already got, whether it's an evening ritual and let's say that you want to do some uh, meditation at night. And I don't know that most people do this, but I sleep or I lay on an acupressure mat at uh, right before bed for like 10, 15 minutes. And I always wanted to meditate and I was struggling to install that. And now I just do that while I'm laying on the mat and it, it's like killing two birds with one stone. So that's great. Yes. Next tip is to watch the planner tutorial videos. I know this is like basic and a lot of you guys who are listening are like, yeah, we we watched them three years ago or whenever you started using the planner but I want to encourage you guys go rewatch those because they're so good. First of all, we redid these in the last year. So they're new. They're not, if you have been around a long time, you probably haven't seen the newer versions. Um, but it's really going to remind you how best to use your planner and kind of what those best practices are, especially if you're new in using your planner, don't just try to wing this. Don't try to figure it out on your own and like kind of just go at your goal uh, detail pages and try to figure it out yourself. The best way to maximize your planner is to go ahead and watch those videos. They're free. They're at, if you use the QR code in the beginning of your planner, you can go directly access them and they are so helpful and it's going to give, it's chock full of like all kinds of little tips and tricks to maximize your planner for your goal achievement. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for most people is that they forget the basics, which is the foundation right. for everything. And if you're anything like me, you probably like started using the planner and you skipped one of the the pages at the beginning and you don't really know what it's about. And it's like an amazing tool that you could potentially use right. to like level up your game. Totally. For example, one of them, and I know we're both want to talk about this is the ideal week. Yes. Right. The ideal week is my favorite tool. In, you're like obsessed with the ideal week. I, I love it. Is it the like perfectionist Enneagram one? Yes. Like it's, 100%. Here's like, what my ideal life looks like. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I've said this so many times, but we're like, when you guys created that, and this is before I worked here at Full Focus, I was like, this has been the biggest game changer. It is. It is a huge game changer. Yeah. Because you're like, how would I like my day to look like? Right. And when you think about achieving your goals, I think many times we look at our goals and we just assume like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to fit it in somewhere. Yep. Like I have time. No, no, no. You have to actually schedule it. You totally. have to put it somewhere. And when you actually place it within your ideal week and say, this is when I would love to do this, you are 10 times more likely. That's a random statistic I just came up with. But <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> 10 times fair. more likely, right? Uh, to, to actually accomplish your goal. Well, and I think going a little bit step further is to take your ideal week and once you have it written out, like use the one in your planner to sketch it out. I encourage you to use a pencil or an erasable pen so that you can like, you know, fit things in, but tie this back to your goals. So you likely have set goals that are going to, going to require time. Like yeah. I, don't, I can't think of any goal that's not going to work require some element of time. So for me, uh, I just redid my ideal week 
I do this at the beginning of every single quarter because it's every quarter your life changes just enough that I feel like you need to redo it. It's really easy to think, oh, I did it at the beginning of the year. I don't need to do it again. But we're in a new year. Your life has likely changed since three months ago. Go ahead. Your goals, your priorities, all that kind of stuff has changed. And then take that and go put it actually in your calendar. So I do this in Google Calendar where I create a separate like calendar category or whatever it's called, called Ideal Week. So I can hide it or unhide it at any time. I put in the entire thing. Then I actually go into my legit calendar and schedule the things that I need to schedule in. So for instance, working out. That's something that I was really struggling with. I was not doing it in the mornings. I was every time it was like something would happen and it wouldn't work. And so I was like, you know what? This isn't working anymore. So I need to actually put that in the afternoons. We finish work here at roughly 3 p.m. every day. And so I was like, great, I'll work out at 3.30. That's perfect. So I went in to my actual calendar and I have on my calendar a workout every day that I choose to work out. I've got it on there. So I know it's I've already accounted for it. It's a recurring thing. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to check, oh, am I free that time or not? I know if somebody is like, hey, I want to do something at this time. I'm like, sorry, I've got an appointment. Same thing. I have a um, calendar event on Sundays where every single week I do like a weekly financial kind of ritual that I have. Uh, I've got some financial goals and this helps me kind of every single week. It's like a weekly preview, but for finances and Um, it is so helpful to have that scheduled in on Sundays, but if I had never done my ideal week, I wouldn't have actually known that's the best time for me to do it. But I think a lot, a lot of people, this is why they're not successful with their ideal week is they create it and they don't ever look at it again. It doesn't become real. It doesn't manifest into their actual calendar, their actual life. And so take your calendar or take your ideal week, add your goals in, figure out when you're going to need time to do those. And then actually go put it on your calendar. Yeah. Marissa, you just said so much good stuff there. I just got a shout out there. It's <laughs> like, like really on my, my soapbox. Uh, I was just like, Hey dude, I was like, where's my notes. I'm going to have to re-listen to this. Schedule time for your weekly preview and actually put this as a calendar item. So I have it as a calendar item. I have it right before my financial review that I do every Sunday. I have my, uh, weekly preview that I've scheduled in. And this is your uh, kind of signpost every single week that's going to hit the reset button for you. So as you're working towards these goals, again, we keep talking about goal visibility, but it really is like the absolute key. And every single week, this is an opportunity for you to review your goals, figure out what worked. And you can be like, oh my gosh, like I crushed it. I was so awesome on these, you know, several things. And there were some things that I need to improve going forward. And I feel like what the weekly preview does is it almost gives you the opportunity to create an ideal week for that coming week. It's like, what do I want this week to look like? And how do I want to spend my time? How do I want to, you know, um, rejuvenate and kind of fill my cup back up? And how can I recalibrate towards those goals that I'm looking to achieve? Like, what do I need to put into focus this week as my weekly big three so that I can move uh, and make meaningful progress towards those goals? Yeah. And just so you know, I think everybody's going to have to figure out when they're going to do their weekly preview. Yeah. Like some people do it on Friday. I do mine on Friday afternoon the end of the work, they shut down. Yeah. I actually take 30 extra minutes to like, let me look at the rest of the week. 
The reason I like to do it on Friday is so that I don't have to think about work during the weekends. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. If I like start doing my my uh, you know weekly preview on Saturday or Sunday, all of a sudden my mind just clicks in, and Sunday I'm like supercharged, and I'm the thinking about it. The one thing that is the reason I don't do mine on Friday is because I do my meal planning in my weekly preview, and it takes too long for me to do that on Friday. Like on Friday, I'm just like ready to go, <laughs> and I like to really sit down and. I will say I do two parts to it. Uh, I've broken my weekly preview down in like two sections where I do a lot of my work stuff on Friday and then like my personal stuff with my wife, either Saturday or Sunday, we sit down and we, so I kind of have like a two part framework for it, but essentially, yeah, work stuff. I just, I know myself that when I start thinking about work in the weekend, it's like, oh, well, let me just do this. Let me do that. And it's fun. Like sometimes it's fun. It's like, oh, well, let me just finish this project or I'm just watching this one video. Three hours later, I'm like deep into it. I know. This Uh, happened to me a few weeks ago. (laughs) I was like doing my weekly preview and then I think it was like four hours later and I was like deep in a kind of research hole and luckily it was super energizing and the whole thing, but I was like, okay, it's like, it's a Sunday. I need to chill. (laughs) I think I remember that. That's okay. Well, if you have any other tips, we would love to hear your tips on how you maximize your full focus planner for your goal achievement. I'm sure, I feel like, I mean, we shared several that we've learned from you guys already. And it's always so interesting to me to see how are you actually using your planner to go achieve your goals. So we want to hear from you. Go to the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook and share with us your best tips on using your planner for goal achievement. Um, Feel free to tag me and Ken. We'd love to hear those. We can chime in. Um, And maybe we'll do like an episode at some point here in the next couple of months where we take all of your tips and share those uh, here on the podcast. I think people love hearing kind of hacks on how to use I think those would be great. Let's do it. Cool. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. All right. It is officially into the new year. We are fast forwarding. We are now in the future. (laughs) We recorded the first part of this episode at the end of last year, and we wanted to come back on after we had actually uh, created some goals so that we weren't just like trying to do this on the fly. 
So Ken, this is going to be I think a little vulnerable to, for us. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, we've never done anything on the fly. <laughs> no, that's definitely not the name of our game. I can vouch um, for that. Never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never, never. But we're going to share, Ken and I are going to share one or two of our goals that we have for this upcoming quarter. So you guys know that in the Full Focus Planner, we do quarterly goals. And so for the sake of this episode, we're going to focus on Q1. So Ken, I'm going to put you on the spot. Ooh. What is one of your personal goals that you want to share? Uh, my The first one I wrote was to create and implement home SOPs for spring 24 by March 31st. Oh, so, okay. Say more about that. I'm like, what does this mean? I know. What is a home so, SOP? Yeah. So, you know, we have like standard operating procedures in a business, right? Like how you do certain things, daily routines, check-ins, weekly meetings. But when it comes to your home, sometimes you don't have that, right? Like, so like you don't have a checklist for your kids when they come back from school. What should they do, right? Where should they put their clothes? Where should they put, uh, what type of food should they eat? So there's all these different, um, buckets that I like to think about, like cleaning food activities and character development training that we want to do for our kids. But where do we put them in our schedule, right? And how do we actually make it into a process? So. A while back, I had a mentor of mine who taught me just like create an SOP. Like you have an SOP for your business, create an SOP for your home. And it was game changing for us when we were like, oh, we build literally a routine checklist for our kids. And this is like a great example for a lot of ones who have kids, uh, especially young kids. We created a bedtime checklist. So right before going to bed, we just hand them their checklist and we say, go do this. And literally, we don't have to shout, we don't have to yell, we don't have to remind them. They just start running around the house and doing what the checklist does, tells them to do. And uh, it, it was awesome. Well, we stopped doing it about six months ago when we moved and then transitioned and we had the baby. And we just stopped. And we realized, or I realized about two months ago, where every single night, I kept having to remind my kids what to do. I was like, go brush your teeth. Go, go potty, go get your clothes out for tomorrow. Like all the same things I have to re repeat myself. And my wife was like, we need to bring back the checklist. And I was like, yes. So this spring is really just bringing back all of the home SOPs that we used to have to just bring order and structure back to our home. I love this so much. Growing up, we had what were called chore charts and it was like, you know, a whole list that was similar to like our street tracker that we have, but it was basically like our various chores that we had to do every day. We had our morning list and our evening list, same kind of idea. And they were all taped to our bedroom doors. And so when you walked down the hallway, like you knew who did their stuff and who didn't. Yeah. And um, I, I think that that was kind of, when I look back, I'm like, that was the beginning of this, full focus system, but in a really, really premature stage. But knowing my dad's personality, you guys are actually very similar in this. And so it's not surprising at all to me that you would create something like this for your kids. But I'm curious, do you and your wife have any, or is it just like, are these just for the kids or is this for you guys as well? Uh, we probably have ours as well. This was specifically for the kids. And the reason why we made it was because it affects us so much on a day to day. Yeah. We just wanted to bring order and peace. Uh, we use, like, I use our evening or the daily rituals in the planner as my checklist, but this is what we're doing for the yeah, kids. Yeah. It's kind of like an, a, yeah. a modified kid version of that. For sure. Like, if you think about it, 
uh, we have like our morning checklist. So when they wake up in the morning, what do they do when they go to school, when they come back, right? What's the afternoon checklist look like? How do they clean up? How do they structure their home? Yeah. Uh, then we have dinner and then after dinner, evening checklist. So it's just, it's and awesome. it, for so many kids, giving them that structure is so helpful because yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, I know what to expect. Uh, for many, like out of, for people who are listening, they might have kids who, uh, the kids will always ask this question, like, what do we do next? Or what do I do now? What do I do when I'm bored? Right? Like they always ask mm-hmm. this question. It's because they don't know what to expect. So one thing that we decided was to create an activities list. So whenever you come to me and say, I'm bored, I'm like, here's your activities list. Go pick one of those. Yeah. And go That's have fun. That's so good. All right, Marissa, it's your turn. What is one goal that you have? Yeah. Well, I've got uh, one that is similar in terms of like, it's a list of things that I'm going to be implementing, um, not for kids, but for myself. Um, so before I share the uh, the actual goal, uh, there's a little context I want to give. So if you guys have been following me on social media, or you've heard me talk on the podcast before, you've probably heard me mention a challenge called 75 hard. Uh, I've done that twice now. A lot of people are familiar with that. It's multiple daily actions that you take every day for 75 days. It is super hardcore. Like if you miss one of your daily activities, you're supposed to start over on day one the next day, even if it's day 70 and you like forget to take your progress picture the next day, you have to start over on day one. There is zero grace. I mean, the whole, the entire program is set up to help you become mentally tough. It's a very masculine energy challenge. It is great in so many ways, but it is hardcore. And I am not in the season of my life where I want something that hardcore. However, I really want that structure. And there's several daily habits that I wanted to implement um, to just kind of help me get back in my body, help regulate my nervous system, and really just improve my life overall and make me feel my best. So I'm actually starting a challenge that I am calling Hot Girl Winter. (laughs) Why? Because I think it's hilarious, first of all. I think that uh, 75 hard is like super intense and I wanted something a little more playful and fun and something that actually like, I don't know, makes me feel excited to go do it. And it's not about like, this isn't about how I look or anything like that. It's really about the feeling of like, If I was like a hot girl in winter, how would I feel? Confident, full of energy, positive, relaxed, calm, all those things. So this is a challenge that I'm doing. This is so fun because I posted on Instagram about this and um, I ended up getting several messages of like, wait, I want to do this too, or I'm screenshotting this so I can like create my own version of this. So I decided to put up a poll and ask people like, If I were to do a group, would you want to join? Well, guys, I have 25 women (laughs) in a group now doing this with me. That's awesome. And it's amazing. Is this how you start your cult? Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. 100%. (laughs) A thousand percent. When when Marissa texted me this hot girl winter, like – I literally thought she finally bought the sauna that she always wanted and she's just going to do a sauna for 90 days. I wish. Yeah, I I'm wish just going to be warm <clears throat> all, That's what I got. all winter. She's like a hot yes. girl. So I was like, I, like my mind immediately went to like, oh, she's getting the if sauna. Anyone, if anyone has a hookup to an infrared sauna company or like sponsorship, we are all ready for this. So I will 
like move my bed outside to get that thing in here. Okay. Um, Okay. So my goal for the quarter is to complete Hot Girl Winter by March 6th. This is going to be 66 days. Um, So it's essentially how long it takes to form a habit. We've talked about this on the podcast that it's not actually 21 days to form a habit. It's somewhere around 66 days. So that's why I chose that number. And here are kind of the daily tasks that we're doing as a group. And I'll briefly explain some of them. So we're doing a face ice bath. So this is where first thing in the morning, right when you wake up, you get a bowl full of water, cold water. You put ice in it. So like a few cups of ice to make it ice cold. And then you literally stick your face in the water for 20 to 30 seconds. And you just count, you know, to 20 or 30, depending on how long you can do it. And it has similar effects to like a full body cold plunge, but it's obviously more accessible and it's not as intense. But what this does is it actually spikes your kind of stress hormones And it actually helps to bring those back into balance. So it's really, really amazing for the nervous system. And just so happens that it's really good for the skin as well. It like calms the puffiness and any inflammation. It feels invigorating. It wakes you right up. It's amazing. So that's the first thing. Second thing is supplements. So I've got several supplements I take every day. The next thing is 10 minutes of mindfulness. So personally for me, this looks like meditation. Um, But I have other people in our group who are doing like journaling or breath work or prayer, whatever mindfulness means to you, but it should be at least 10 minutes a day. Then 10 pages of reading or 30 minutes of listening to whatever kind of book you want to read. Uh, A 30-minute walk outside, rain or shine. Like no matter what the weather is, get outside. As my mom always says to me, there's no bad weather. There's only bad gear. So get the right gear on and go outside. Get It's great for the nervous system. So good just in general to get the fresh air. And then the last two things are some kind of nervous system support. So for me, I am laying on my acupressure mat every night with my legs against the wall. Both of these practices really help to regulate the nervous system, drain the lymphatic system, all those things. And then um, lastly, taking a progress picture every day. So those are kind of the main things. I'm also doing a couple other things on top of this. Those are like the core and everyone's kind of made their own version. I'm also doing, um, putting a really big focus on eating more protein. And so I'm shooting for 120 grams of protein a day, which is a lot, but I'm doing pretty well so far. I'm not quite hitting that every day, but pretty close. And then I'm only doing alcohol for celebration. So I'm still allowing myself, like if I go out with friends or if there's a big, you know, celebration, but I'm not, um, obviously not focusing on that, like, you know, on the norm. She's celebrating Um, like every other day. Yeah. (laughs) Life is a celebration. (laughs) Um, And then I'm personally also doing a 30 minute workout that is either strength training or yoga. However, I haven't done that yet because I've been battling a cold and just haven't had quite enough energy. But the biggest thing that I love about this is it's all about progress and not perfection. You actually talked about that, Ken, in a recent episode. And I think that's really important, especially since I'm leading this group of women doing it. I think that we as women need to have a softer approach, a more gentle approach, a lot more grace with ourselves. We, most of the women in my group are mothers of multiple children. I have many moms in there who are um, moms of special needs children. We have CEOs, we have executives, high performers, and we just have a lot. And there's no need to go hard if at the end of it, it's going to burn us out or if we don't sustain those practices long-term. So the goal with this isn't we're just going hard for 66 days. It's we're using 66 days to install these habits, hopefully for the rest of our life. So 
that's my my probably biggest Q1 goal. And I'm loving it and super excited about the rest of the quarter. I've actually been thinking about how can I get a group of people who want like this structure thing? Because sometimes trying to build structure by yourself, especially with parenting is so hard. And just like, I'm like beta testing it to see if other people would want to be interested in doing it. So, hey, if there's any focus on this, people go to the Full Focus Planner group, reach out to me and maybe we'll start a little community of helping each other get our homes structured and organized. That'd be awesome. I think that's awesome. It really does help with community. And I think that that wasn't something I was planning on when I created this goal, but I real I just know for my own self, I'm so much more successful when I do it with other people. And um, it was a really great surprise that we got so many. So super excited about that. All right. Well, that is all we have time to share today uh, for goals. Our hope is that we'll continue sharing our goals and our goal progress as we go through this quarter. I think for me, Ken, and I I know you and I have spoken about this many times, but we really want this show to be something where we're all collectively working on our goals. Like it's not just we're talking about how to you know, do your goals, but we're really talking about the journey that we're experiencing. And hopefully we'll be able to bring some of you guys on as well to talk through your goals and how it's going for you. So stay tuned for those uh, future episodes. But Ken, are there any final thoughts that you want to share? Man, I'm just excited to be with all of you. And just this year, 2024, making it happen, uh, going through in the Facebook community, talking about our goals, even working through the obstacles of it, right? Where sometimes you might have a hard time or a hard day and you might want some encouragement. Put that in the group. That's what I'm excited about. All of us coming together and making things happen. So uh, with that, let's uh, move on. Let's, Let's go after it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and be sure to join the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook so you can benefit from the creativity and encouragement of people chasing big goals just like you. All right, we will be back here next week with another great episode. We're actually going to be going back to basics because we know we have a lot of new listeners. And even if you're not new to the Full Focus Planner, it's really time to have a reset and go back to those fundamental practices that we always talk about. So join us next week for that episode. Until then, stay focused. Stay focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.